You're listening to Around Comics 30 Minutes with The Space Bastards. You're listening to Around Comics. to Around Comics 30 Minutes with the Around Comics interview show. This week we're talking with Joe Aubrey, Eric Peterson, and Derek Robertson, the creators of Space Bastards. If you'd like to hear the full version of this episode, you can go to patreon.com slash aroundcomics, where you can find uh, extended interviews as well as tons of other Around Comics original content. Space Bastards originally launched as a Kickstarter project in 2019, uh, found great success there, uh, was picked up, and is now being released by Humanoids in single-issue form and an upcoming trade paperback. But the Space Bastards are back for a second round on Kickstarter with Volume 2. It's a beautiful, oversized hardcover. That Kickstarter is wrapping up this week. If you miss out on the Kickstarter, you can keep up with all things Space Bastards at spacebastards.com. So without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Eric Peterson, Joe Aubrey, and Derek Robinson. Uh, should I just collectively refer to you as the Space Bastards? Sure. All right, like we're joined. We're joined by the Space Bastards, and uh, uh, if you listen, which obviously you listen to our regular show, if you're listening to this, we've been talking about Space Bastards the last month or so as uh, issues one and two are uh, are out on stands from uh, Humanoids, and did a little bit of of digging into the the series before uh, before I talked to you guys and there's like a whole history of this comic. It's, it's actually a couple, a couple years in the making and, and volume one is kind of already in the can, right? For my, my contribution. Yes. That's all. Um, uh, Eric, Joe, why don't you uh, kind of walk us through um, the, the brief setup of what space bastards is. And then we can kind of talk about the interesting uh, uh, publishing history of the book. Yeah, sure. So um in the future, mail is delivered uh, as trouble getting between planets. And, and I think the most disenfranchised, uh, you know, bottom of their luck uh, person would join the Intergalactic Postal Service, which is the most dangerous job in the galaxy, but also potentially the most profitable. No, no boss, no clock to punch, nothing like that. But you do get shot at for a living. Um, so, yeah, you do yeah, have to be a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to be if, if, certain... it's, if it's a good day, it's just getting shot at. That's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're it's like lucky, the, yeah. it's like the foreign legion for modern or for future mail carriers. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
one of the things I like about it, and, we'll, and then we'll get into the publishing history. Um, I, there's really kind of like three protagonists, and I don't know which one I really enjoy reading more, which is 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 a compliment. And we've got you know Dave, David Proton, who I think was like the I read the Back Matter, which is kind of the first character, the germ of the idea that that came out. But then you've got got Manny Corns, who is freaking awesome, and then uh, and then kind of the guy behind the whole the whole uh intergalactic mail system is is roy sharpton who's kind of like this you know sleazy but kind of lovable guy kind of <laughs> he's he's certainly oh, fun. So many reviewers he's, so many reviewers have just called him a piece of shit I, i've never heard so many <laughs> somebody somebody out there somewhere loves him yeah yeah it was his mom maybe yeah right. yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean but you want to party with him well, he's fascinating. He definitely yeah. throws a good party. I know because I illustrated him. Yeah, my my fa my favorite panel out of the series is the uh, the full on splits on the craps table. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's fantastic. But uh, I mean, did you guys you know design this in mind of having you know like these three almost like three lead characters, right? Well, I mean, they had a Eric and Joe brought this when when I came on board. I'm sorry, I jumped in there before Eric and Joe had a chance to answer, but um. I was really fascinated with how well thought out everything was when they first brought it to me. They had, they'd been so in love with this idea for so long and had nurtured it and built it up for so long that by the time I got in there, it's like, I, it was, I could really see where, where I could take it because it had such a strong foundation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it does not feel like a rookie effort. I mean, it feels Thank like you. a really, really well-developed world Thank and you. idea. I mean, it's, it's batshit crazy and ridiculous, but it's, it, it actually, it all makes sense. And, and it's, and it's well-written. I mean, we were on the show, we've been really impressed with it. So it's, yeah. Now uh, the publishing history, it's not like the old days where you, where you go to, you know, a vertigo or, you know, a, you know, IDW. We, we, we did shop it around um, uh, for a bit. We, we entertained self-publishing it. We thought we would, we did some, we did an ash can. We did a proof of concept. We did a small trade. We did, uh, we sold them at, uh, at Comic-Con and other conventions. And then, you know, and we, we, we talked to some other publishers. We want, we, we, we didn't want to delay, you know, the release. We wanted to make sure we could do a continuous release schedule and not fall behind. So um, we really wanted to get ahead with the material. And, um, and we, we wanted to court, you know, everybody, anybody that would look at us and, and, and understand the project and help us get it, get it out there. And Kickstarter, uh, we decided to, to produce a really premium product for Kickstarter uh, a couple of years ago. So instead of just making an ash can or, you know, floppy comic or whatever, we made a full, like full oversized premium hardcover which uh, contained like 130 pages of material and, you know, it's hardbound, really nice, really large showcase in Derek's work. And, uh, and we had uh, a couple other artists in there. We had Simon Bisley and a guy named Gabo and, uh, you know, Boo Cook did the, uh, did the uh, cover. And that, that was our final like prototype proof of concept. And that allowed us to get it in front of, you know, not just publishers, we sent it to everybody. I mean, we sent it to all kinds of different people, you know, um, creators and showrunners uh you know hollywood people everybody and uh and we got a really good response um and we sent it to reviewers and um uh and then humanoids you know really jumped on it after that and that and then they then they knew we could execute and we could produce something and we had a lot of material you know backlogged and ready to go 
and it was just a really good fit for us. That's awesome. Yeah, the humanoids. It's it's really interesting because you know it's being a fan of of what they produce because it's always really high quality. I just kind of think of humanoids as whenever I want to read like something that Jodorowsky has has done you know it's like go get you know if you're going to buy the inkle you're going to get it from from humanoids and i see this as being a really interesting fit for them because it's you know new new material it but it seems like it's right in their wheelhouse just stylistically of stuff that they would produce so it seems like it's a really good match yeah well this also this a uh, uh, comic that like it would have like space passers would have been a good fit for like heavy metal you know, which is also sort of like where I kind of put the kind of stuff that Humanoids publishes is the kind of stuff Heavy Metal will publish because sure. it's just, you know, it's unique. It's its own world. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a standalone universe. And that's kind of a, what makes Mobius's world and Jordowski's worlds work because they're standalone universes. And it's also like, you know, for the first arc, it's just the three of us creating so that's it's a nice tight team and that makes a big difference yeah it's um and and now um you know you start with kickstarter humanoids picks it up they're releasing uh the first volume in single issues and i think that there's a, a trade paperback release on the on the the horizon here i think sometime uh, august i think i saw but now you're going back to kickstarter for volume two of the uh, of a second a second hardcover yeah, so it's kind of unique. I, 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 it's hard for me to think of other worlds that have attempted to do what we're trying to do or, or have done what we're attempting to do. Like, readers can basically pick up the singular issues every month, right? And, and those are released in a certain order. I think something that plays very well, just like, uh, like a serialistic, you know, experience. More like watching a TV show or something. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, just because... Uh, we kind of were already doing it and, and, and we're kind of in love with the format. We also have these director's cut hardcovers that will be announced on Kickstarter. You know, or right now, I think volume two is ending on there. And those tell those stories in a totally different kind of order and, and also kind of in a director's cut oversized fashion as well. So um, I, I've, I've said this a few times, like in interviews and stuff, but I would still, I would pay money to put somebody to, to have a room where you have, a reader who is experiencing the story, like the humanoid, you know, the monthly serialized mm -hmm. way. Also to another reader who has read the hardcovers and just see them like talk. Cause I, I do think that it's two completely different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Well, we're, we are experiencing it for the first time in single issue format and obviously really enjoying it. It's uh, I wish Sal was here because he's oh man, you got to read this book. It is just, I it's crazy and insane. <laughs> do, monster do it. number two has been really, I was, I wrote the guys earlier today because I was reading all these reviews for number two. And I remember back in the day when I was drawing it mm -hmm. going like, this is going to be the make or break issue. Like if people like stick around after number two. Okay. But I had a feeling like that might be the one that was going to, I don't know. We were going to like people because the first one, I think I came into it with a similar um notion uh as i as i feel like a lot of the reviewers of number one had which is oh this is going to be a story about you know davy and manny and they're going to be flying around the universe mm -hmm. fighting all these different postal workers and so i kind of i i entered the the design process thinking i needed to really establish what these two as a as a, a pair would be like but when you get to number two you start to realize oh no no it's a much bigger world and 
I don't want to do any spoilers with what goes down between. Well, I guess at the end of number one, you know what happens with Davy and Manny, but uh, they they become rivals at the, which is the nicest way of putting it. But uh, but then I realized, oh no, that this this world splits off and just drawing number two, like that's where you really learn about Roy and Wayne mm-hmm. Powers and the power structures of the world. And uh, but you have to really be able to tolerate Roy Sharpton because he's horrible. <laughs> well, I, I have all my social media set up like years ago is under Roy Sharpton's name just because he's the head of the intergalactic post service. But I've been that's tagging like, you. <laughs> like my mom, my mom's on there, like stuff like that. And it's just like, I'll get tagged and stuff where it's just like, Roy is a complete piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have the first part of our interview with Eric Peterson, Joe Aubrey, and Derek Robertson, collectively the Space Bastards, which is uh, quickly turned into one of our new favorite books on the show. Remember to check out the Space Bastards Kickstarter for the Volume 2 hardcover. Uh, If you miss out on that, uh, you can keep up with everything that is Space Bastards related at SpaceBastards.com. And remember to keep your eyes open for the single issue releases of Space Bastards or the upcoming trade paperback release. If you'd like to hear the full version of this interview and have access to all sorts of extra around comics content like Sal's Days of Future Stacks, uh, Tom's Tom vs. the Freedom Fighters, or our around comics TV WandaVision After Hours, just head on over to patreon.com slash around comics. It's like five bucks. It's nothing. Check it out. Uh, All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Appreciate you listening. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday for our regular episode live streams. Uh, In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around comics.